Welcome to the Vacation Home Help Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping vacation rental owners self-manage their properties. Your hosts deliver short and sweet episodes with actionable advice, tips, and strategies to level up your hosting skills. Whether you are a complete beginner or have been in the vacation home rental business for a while, you are in the right place to get the tools you need to succeed. Here are your hosts, John Candelario and Tim Casey. So today we just want to talk about not losing thousands of dollars and your sanity because you bought the wrong vacation rental. Now, if you already bought your vacation rental, this may be more of a exercise in retrospect, <laughs> just thinking back. So the next time you buy one, you are better prepared, right? But Tim and I are just going to share our experiences by sharing some stories. Um, and it is true, like if you buy the wrong rental, you're setting yourself up you know, to not succeed. So it's really important that you do due diligence before you get into short-term rentals. Um, Tim, what are your thoughts on this? On due yeah, diligence? Yeah, you, you know, John, I'll tell my my personal story, and maybe this will you know help illuminate um, some key issues for our listeners. But you know, I had my eye on another vacation rental property. It was under construction, and it was a lot and an area that I really wanted to be in. But because of what happened with prices, oh my goodness, the prices <laughs> increased so much. What I had to do is really kind of um, you know, take a look at my own level of enthusiasm and step back and let my financial model do the talking. So these higher prices of the home, um, as I modeled it out, it just didn't make sense. And what do I mean it didn't make sense? Well, I'm never going to be too concerned about interest rates, John, because I can refinance that when interest rates change. But if the price of the home, which is the, one of the key drivers of your monthly mortgage, if that's too high, then you're going to find yourself in a panic situation. And I didn't want to do that. So my financial model said that I could pay X for this property, and yet they were charging Y, which was significantly more than uh, what I thought I could financially withstand. So my financial model was the key driver. I stepped away from it. I decided not to move forward because what happens when you pay too much and all of a sudden your monthly expenses are far above what you're taking in for revenue, it puts an owner in a really tough predicament, John. Absolutely. Personally, I I know an owner that he bought in the wrong community. He bought the wrong house. It was supposedly a, like a hot vacation rental community. It's called Champions Gate. By, by, it's in Orlando, more Orlando area, but they paid way more than they should have. So the economics, they were doomed from the start. So like if you did the analysis, the break even, it was like 380 to 400 a night. But homes of the same size, if you go on Airbnb right now, they're renting for 180 a night. So from the get-go, you're going to lose over 220 per night if you rent the place out, if your break-even is 380 to 400 a night. So if you build your model wrong and you have the wrong assumptions and the wrong expectations for income, this will crush you. So it's really important to do the due diligence and not go off what your realtor is saying like or the pro forma someone gives you because you have to look at reality. Like, What's the reality? You can go on Airbnb, go on the search bar, look up the community 
pull up the map, zoom in, zoom into the map and see what your street is actually renting at. That's your assumptions right there. Those should be the assumptions you bake into your model. It shouldn't be what someone tells you. Um, I'll tell another example. One owner bought in a less well-known like residential community at a way lower price point, but it was close to the major theme parks, had a private pool. So it was great for people coming on vacation. And they ended up actually being profitable at like 10 to 15% ROI. So it's, it's not bad, um, but they had more realistic expectations and they paid way less for their house. So it's all about the assumptions and the expectations going into it. Um, just like you said, Tim, like you need to review the model. You need to understand if your expectations are in line with reality. Your assumptions need to be correct before you pull the trigger on buying a short-term rental. This is not like a conservative asset class. Like if you're looking for conservative, I would think like long-term rentals is way, way, way more conservative than this. If you hear how we talk about short-term rental, there is some work you need to do. Like there's prep, there's work, there's things you need to think about. And you make higher returns with this because it's riskier. Anything that you make higher returns is going to be riskier. It's not so risky yet that I want to dissuade people from doing it, but I want you to understand the reality going into it so that you're best positioned to succeed, right? So Tim, do you have any thoughts to add on this? Because I know like it's all about the assumptions and the expectations, like not yeah, losing money that, is about that. I think there's a couple things that I would just add and, and John, maybe you'd have a comment on this too, but you know, it's, it's a couple things. One, um, if you haven't bought yet, the key message is do your financial modeling and make sure that it makes sense. But if you've already purchased and now you're realizing you pay too much and you just can't make the revenue, there's a couple things I think you can do. And John, and this could be controversial, so feel free mm -hmm. to... <laughs> Uh, to disagree, but you know, if you've already bought that home and you're realizing you way overpaid for it and you're not going to make any money, there's a couple things you can do. One, you can decide to just resell it and just decide to exit. The market is still, you know, priced pretty well if you needed to to take that course of action. The second thing you could do is just kind of really dig in. And maybe you're not going to cover all your costs right now. But do your best to recoup as much of your costs as you can. So as an example, if your break-even is $400 a night, like John said, maybe you can get $250 or $300 of that and just work your way into charging a higher nightly rate down the road when the economy improves. So don't panic. Try to make as much as you can to offset as much of your expenses as you can. And then as the economy improves, you can possibly start to even break even and exceed. So uh, we don't want to leave you hopeless. I think there are a couple of options mm -hmm. you can pursue if you've made that decision and now you're realizing you pay too much. Uh, John, that's how I think about it. But again, um, I'm not the voice of reason all the time. How do you think about it? So Tim, those are some really great options. And I like how you gave our listeners some options to think about when you know maybe they, they bought at the wrong time or the wrong price. So I, I do think you should cut your losses sometimes. And like, if you bought way off base from what reality is, like if you were expecting 180 and, or if you're expecting $400 per night and you're only going to get 180, yeah, like I would cut your losses because the market's still favorable to sell right now. Um, but that's a personal decision, but you need to know when it's time to cut your losses and not, not just keep, keep trying to achieve what's not realistic. However, if you're okay with the new reality, once you do your research, 
um, it's okay to hold on to it because if you're okay with the reality of the income, then just keep it. You know, you could turn it around and you could do a really good job with the short-term rental. So it's, it's all dependent on your personal goals and your personal preferences. And it's really a personal decision. Now, I do want to touch on one important topic. It's restrictions when you purchase in, in neighborhoods or communities, resorts, because condo tells and HOAs, they have a lot of rules. There's so many rules. You may feel you don't even own the place. And the HOA fees are really high. There's community development fees that are really high. Um, if you're in a condo tell, they have fees that are really high. And if you buy something that has a lot of restrictions, some of these communities, they even make you go through their short-term rental program. Like there's a hotel, um, condo tell that makes you use their rental program. You can't just list it on Airbnb on your own, or they make it really difficult for you. Like they use room keys there. They won't even make copies of your keys for the guest because they want you to be in their program so they can make money. So it's super weird, super shady, but you need to make sure you're researching like where you're investing if the HOA or, or the association has so many restrictive rules. Because yeah, it could be a, a great price, but there could be a reason for that. Because if the HOA is really restrictive, it's not going to be favorable for you. Like it, it's it's just as bad buying a place at a good price point, but if it has so many restrictions, I mean, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. What do you think, Tim? No, I think it's a good example. And John, I've got uh, you know a, a personal situation that just happened. I was looking at a condo in a ski town, um, and I I really loved it. It was ski in, ski out. It was in a great location. Uh, I realized that you know most ski towns were only busy for a certain number of months a year, but there was some summer activity. So, you know, from a rental perspective, it penciled. But then when I started digging into what are the rules and regulations as you outlined, well, number one, I had to use their reservation system. I couldn't self-manage or book it myself. So I had to use their reservation system and their fee, John, their fee was 55%. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Of the rental revenue. You made me sweat there. (laughs) And, And then I found out that their monthly HOA was something like either $2,000 or $2,200 a month. So all of a sudden, when I inserted those numbers into my model, I went to just bleeding cash. So I quickly walked away from that opportunity. But again, it's one of those things where it's a business. Don't let your enthusiasm and your emotion take control over good, rational business modeling and business decisions, you'll find yourself in a tough place. Absolutely. That's like logic over emotion because a lot of people, especially in Florida, I love Florida, but they sell hopes and dreams. <laughs> and it's like the hopes and dreams aren't going to pay the bills. You know, like you need to look at reality because you'll be stuck with the place. It'll be hard to sell it because you own like fractional ownership or like you have a condo somewhere where there's so many restrictions that it's like you don't even own it. It's like a timeshare actually, you know? So, you got to be careful with that because the salesman is not going to tell you all of that. They're just going to tell you what they need to tell you to sell the place. So you just need to be careful with one, the price you pay, um, be really careful with your assumptions, your model and the price you actually pay, right? 
and be careful with the community rules itself. If you're an HOA or condo teller or something like that, be very, very, very careful with that. Um, Tim, do you have anything else to add? Because I think we're going to dig deeper in these topics in, in future episodes. Yeah, I think that covers it well. And John, we've done podcasts in the, in the past about building your financial model. We should probably revisit that in the future. But I think we've covered this one well. I think we've given some, some good tips. And as you said, we'll build on this uh, in future podcasts. Right on. So everyone, please rate, review, and subscribe. And all, take care. If you need a new Airbnb cleaning service, Vacation Home Help connects highly talented cleaning professionals with high-performing hosts like yourself. Use coupon code PODCAST for $50 off your first... Thanks for supporting us. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Visit vacationhomehelp.com and click podcast for more resources on today's topic and more episodes that will help you level up your hosting skills. Let's get social. Connect with us today by joining our growing community of motivated owners at facebook.com slash groups slash vacation home help. As a member, you will have access to sneak peeks and exclusive free resources. You can also connect with other owners with shared interests, learn from each other, the community, and from shared experiences. Again, thank you for supporting us. Until next time, take care.